Welcome everyone to the cuckoo's nest. This is Stephanie. Today I'm going to record an off-schedule episode. Um, If you take a look at my website, I have the episodes all mapped out. And, you know, as I go, I just outline what I hope to talk about. And I've settled on a routine of releasing episodes on Tuesdays and Friday. And then I'm aiming for every mid-month to have a full-length episode. And I decided to do this off-schedule one because it's been an incredibly intense week for this country. And I just want to document how I'm feeling. I want to check in with all of you. And I just want to make sure we come out of this with our mental health intact, with the goals clear and in front of us, and we push forward. I say this because right now my heart is broken for a Capitol Police officer who committed suicide this weekend. I say this in remembrance of two doctors, one at the very beginning of the pandemic and another just today, who have committed suicide. And I know that feeling. Just for the record, for those who have not tuned in before, I have complex PTSD. And after eight years of pursuing mental health avenues, I was finally diagnosed. And I was never suicidal in the sense that it was a real possibility. But I definitely understand the mental acrobatics that lead you to that point. And just another side note, I am not an expert. I'm not trained medically in any of this. So if any of you are suffering from very tough feelings and you need some help, which is absolutely fine, I do recommend reaching out to your primary care doctor um, or even just reaching out to friends who might have good leads for you. There might be support groups. There might be therapists that they have um, in mind. So please reach out to your community and we all just need to really help each other out right now. So I can't really start this reflection without sharing that on January 6, 2021, which was a Wednesday, it was so many things. It was my first day finally working with students again after 10 years. It was the day after the first black man was elected senator in Georgia. We have a millennial, John Ossoff, who also won. And these wins on January 5th provided a very bright morning for January 6th. We, the Democrats, took back 
the Senate with Kamala Harris, the vice president-elect, taking that final tie-breaking vote. I was nervous for the day because in my gut, I knew I had taken on just a little too much. And I just, in my mind, was like, I just need to get through this day. I just need to get through this day. I did. It was amazing. I was... In a separate episode, I will describe those first couple of days because my heart was so elated. I just felt like this was right. Like I was connecting with the kids. I was getting their buy-in. They were looking forward to, to seeing me every single day. And I just, it was an amazing feeling. But right after I was done was when I turned on PBS NewsHour. And this was the first time I think I saw the humanity of J- Judy Woodruff. Um, I mean, she is a person, right? But at the end of the day, her job on PBS NewsHour is to shepherd along the news, to provide composure to the delivery of it, bad or good. But it was the first day I was like, ooh, Judy is like, wow, okay, I need to take this very seriously. And then as I st- I just could not stop exclaiming at the TV. And then, of course, I my partner was keeping up with the news all day. And I was like, oh, my God, how did you keep this from me all day? Like, this is this is huge. Like, this country, what the fuck is going on? But, uh, oh, my God, I, I don't even know how to share, like, how heavy my heart felt. And my brain couldn't stop. You know, that's when I was like, oh, my God, panic attack. Oh, my God, what is happening? And then you see the photos. And on PBS NewsHour, we were actually following Lisa Desjardins, who was actually in the Capitol. And she she's alive, which is amazing. And she's gone right back to her job. So man, journalists. <laughs> um, and then in the days afterward, we've... You know, big tech has finally figured out that, I mean, this is the death knell. Literally, you know, people have died. We are distraught. We have black capital police who were left to fend for themselves without any management. I mean, guys, I'm just not, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. The intention was there. When you book a flight, when you lie to your family about where you're going, when you show up with military-grade supplies, you flash your work badges, the intent is there. I'm... My legal side is is geeking out over, you know, how are these arguments going to play out? And, you know, everyone deserves a fair trial. I still believe that. And, of course, I will always believe that. But now it's like, what are the lawyers going to do? And how is this going to play out in the courts? And I'm, I'm nervous because this might be a crash course for the entire country on the ability of the courts to punish especially in an era of rehabilitation. But I know all of us are feeling pain and we want a cathartic release. But I'm going to be the first one to tell everyone that we're not going to get that. 
You know, of course, I cheered when Merrick Garland was announced as the Biden nominee for AG. It's some poetic justice there. But we, we're going to have to be patient and building up strong cases for democracy and fighting all of this in the courts is going to take so much time. And with so much on the line, we don't want to mess it up. We want the best minds on this. And we do have the best minds on this. But we can't make it emotional because we feel emotional. The process is still supposed to be, you know, patient, diligent, thorough, and fair. And I think right now, I know a lot of people are compelled to do something, but what I want all of us to understand is that in order to do something, we need to understand the process. And I'm not going to preach any more past this sentence, but I do recommend learning about our government system. And I will start providing more resources on my website because with my legal education, I am willing and able to break it all down and provide, you know, links to websites. And I follow a lot of publications and I just want to share that with everyone. I want everyone to understand the landscape that we're working at. And it's not, you know, just one goal. We are constantly and forever attacking a million different goals. And this is a freaking, you know, diagram tree of whatever, so many branches of so many things that need to happen. And here's the thing, not any one person can or should be doing all of this work. John Lewis, RBG, I mean, they gave us every inch of themselves, but they never should have had to. They should have been able to trust that we all were taking care of things. They should have been able to wake up in the morning without the weight of the world on their shoulders. And as someone who has dealt with so much with her mental health, I cannot, they were incredibly, incredibly strong people. And we cannot now do this to Stacey Abrams because she saved us. You know, superheroes really are people. And until someone does show up on a space pod and has a weakness for kryptonite, I really don't care to talk about superheroes in democracy. We need heroes in the sense of we need to understand what is good. And I want to see a hero in every single one of us. And Stacey Abrams has done more than her fair share. And what we can do now is invest ourselves in the very system that we take for granted, our democracy. And I don't want to sound like I'm preaching or anything because I do come from a place that I'm willing to admit I was ignorant. I did not understand the full gravity of any of this until I went through the legal system. And when you go through the law, you're just like, you know, someone wrote this. Someone sat somewhere and wrote this. And I should not just read this as if it were a Bible or any kind of religious text. I need to look at it critically. I need to understand who's talking to me, whose interests were at the table. 
Who lobbied for this? Who paid for this? Who's benefiting from it now? It's hard to explain, again, the many branches that come from all of this. But what I want all of us to come back to is the law will always be changing. And what I want us to develop moving forward is the clarity to understand that we create the law. And if we invest in a population that is respected and has all of their basic needs taken care of, that's when we can really fight for something bigger. I mean, right now, we're just trying to stay alive. And we have a population that is trampling on us. And as long as we keep our eyes open and we understand that we shouldn't have to work a hundred hours, however many hours a week, just to feed ourselves, and that there are the resources for all of us to have our basic needs met without all of us fighting with each other. I'm, I want to invest in every single one of you because we have the power with our votes with our connections, with our communities, with our resources, we can take care of our goddamn selves. I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want to be a billionaire. I despise all of them right now. No man should ever feel like there are no consequences. And no man should ever be able to pay their way out of consequences. I don't know what else to say. I just, I really feel right now. And if anything, I feel a strong sense of affirmation for what I've chosen to do with my life. And I am not naive enough to think that this might all be taken care of in my lifetime or any children's lifetimes. I just know that this is a constant fight. And at the end of the day, if we all invest in ourselves, Everything else will follow. If we start a city council meeting all on the same page with a strong moral and ethical code and investment in each other, it's a lot easier to say, hey, I just want everyone to be fed. And I know we would work together on that. So right now, it feels like a bit of whack-a-mole with every different law. How are we going to prosecute everyone? How are we going to stamp it all out? But I'm coming back to the heart of it. That's all I can stomach right now. I can't. I am too broken to help fix anyone right now. But what I can do is provide hope and joy and just let people know I'm here. I'm reading, I'm watching, I'm learning, I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'm sharing. And I want us all to be committed to each other. So this is a moment in time. And 
each generation is defined by, you know, big events and how we as a community and a population decide to respond to it. I don't want to pillage the land anymore. I don't want any human or mammal suffer. I can't, I can't stand it. It hurts me. And hurt people hurt people. That's it. This is Stephanie. And we're all in this together. Thank you.